players to injured reserve. No one really added. How was your day? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Stefan Tuitt, Zach Banner, Anthony McFarland, all to IR. And for anybody who doesn't know what IR is in modern terms, as opposed to the old school meaning, which was you were done, like you were done for the year, you have to stay out for three games, after which you can return. That's the positive. The negative is, of course, you won't have these three players for at least the first three games, and beyond that, you just don't know. Now, I have a feeling that goes double for Banner, who hasn't been able to practice at all. There's clearly been a setback with his surgically repaired knee, and, you know, we're just not going to know for a while. You know, obviously for about a month, if he's going to be able to play at all. So, in the interim... Kevin Colbert did bring back B.J. Finney and Rashad Coward so the offensive line doesn't look as threadbare as it did. And by all appearances, this is the team. And to start, because that's where all dialogues, discussions, and debates are going to start in 2021 related to this football team, this is the offensive line that's going to take on a really, really good defensive front that Buffalo brings. Left to right, that's going to be Dan Moore. Dan Moore, fourth-round rookie, protecting the Canton-bound franchise quarterback's blindside. Kevin Dotson at left guard. Kendrick Green, another rookie, third-rounder at center. Trey Turner, the only real veteran of the group at right guard, Chooks Okorafor, who has not had a great camp at right tackle. And that's all kinds of ominous. That is all kinds of outright scary, if you get right down to it. And the Steelers are going to have to mitigate against that. They're going to have to treat these guys, meaning their own offensive line, I think, as if they're a liability, as if they have to survive them. Believe it or not, I'm not saying this with any malice or disrespect. I'm just talking about the circumstances. First NFL game for 40% of these guys. First season opener for 60% of these guys, at least as a starter. And in a road stadium... This is a different beast. This is a big, big, big challenge. Their heads, I think, are going to be spinning. And if they're not, if they're not, great. I'd love to be wrong. But in the interim, the planning that has to take place has to be of the variety that takes the pressure, or at least as much pressure as possible, off of them. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when, how, where, and when you'd prefer to take these programs in, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, whether it's a flexible hybrid format. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Matt Canada spoke with us yesterday after practice, and he's not the type to <laughs> share secrets or strategies, as as we've found out. But he sure didn't sound worried about the group, including, most notably, the switching this week of Okorafor and more at the tackle positions. Obviously, we're kind of we're looking at all those options. You know, Dan was on the left earlier. You know, at times when Chooks was out and Banner was gone and now Banner, so now we're, we're just we're just looking at those possibilities and, and, you know, what's the best for us. So we've not yet really determined what that's going to be. Um, Chooks played a lot on the right last year, as you know. Um, you know, Dan's been on the left in his previous life and, and what he's done before. So we're, we're just, again, to the previous question, we're looking at how the best pieces fit working by themselves, working next to somebody else, where they're most comfortable, where it gives us the best advantage matchup-wise. So we're just, uh, you know, nothing set in stone yet. Obviously, Coach will make those determinations for you guys when he's ready to. But we're, we're just looking to make sure we have everything covered because things occur in a season, and you guys know that. I mean, that's great. Good for them, you know. They, they all sound like that right now. And way more important than whatever it is that any of them is saying on the subject the team itself has not turned to the outside for help. I really hope that happens in some form, as I made clear on yesterday's show. But I also appreciate that it's getting dark outside as far as the opener approaching. The Steelers are off the next four days. That's part of the NFL labor agreement. They return to practice Monday, then they're off again Tuesday. And then they practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday in advance of the games. That's four total practices for whatever newbie would arrive on this scene. Now, unless you're bringing in a peak of his career, Jonathan Ogden, to play left tackle, you're not going to pull this off. You're not going to have some magical addition. I'll repeat that I'm hoping that they add a player or players to the offensive line. But again, I'll also repeat that it doesn't seem like it would be feasible before they get to Buffalo. In fact, if anything, it might be more dangerous to have somebody who doesn't know the offense at all protecting Ben's blindside as opposed to Dan Moore who's done a pretty decent job of it through camp my goodness what a discussion we're having huh crazy crazy time and you know what's funny we can talk about this stuff for months and plan out this and scheme that and you get to a week within the actual main event and everything just gets right before it happens (laughs) 
When we come back, just one question. for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly and George. LGKG. They represent people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. When they make you a promise, they keep that promise. and They've been doing that in our region for over 80 years years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's question comes from Glenn Davis, who asks, Hey DK, question from Toronto. Any word on contract negotiations and the signing of TJ Watt? Given what the offensive line looks like in the first three weeks, we may have to keep teams under 14 points to win a game. I don't have a word on TJ's contract status. TJ did put an interesting story up on his Instagram account last night that was just a silent photo of himself signing autographs for fans at Heinz Field, which, of course, immediately made the rounds on social media because it was to be seen as a hint that TJ was signing. Get it? Athletes increasingly love to do stuff like that. And it's fun. It's fun, especially if it's a positive thing, which this is, and which, by the way, it will be. He's going to sign. There is no earthly way that both parties, the team and the player, would have gone through all these hoops as they have this preseason in setting up separate drills for TJ and keeping him out of all uh, of the team drills if they didn't think this was going to get done, if it wasn't already in the right place from the beginning of talks. Think about that for a second. They've been discussing this for a while. They know what the parameters are. They know what one side is expecting. They know what the other side is expecting. And yet, they were able to agree on this much, meaning the practice arrangements, for a player who, let's not forget, is signed for the coming year. TJ's extension isn't going to make him available for the coming season. He already is. If the Steelers so chose, they could just ride that out. And then maybe franchise him next year and do what they did with Bud Dupree. They don't want to do that. The player doesn't want to do that. They want to get something done. And in my experience covering sports for a long time now, including dealing with teams and players and their agents, when you have two parties that legitimately, honestly want to get something done, it gets done 100% of the time, not even 99, 100% of the time. This will be done before the football flies in Orchard Park. 
I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Mm-hmm.